Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Tender Loving Care, question mark, with your host myself, Pauline, and my darling, Kate. Every week, Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network. The name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care. When I found out that it actually stood for the Learning Channel and I saw the types of shows that were on the channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the Wheel of Shame, which has all of the 112 shows that we will be studying. Hello, Kate. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. We were talking a little bit earlier about how I'm still battling a sore throat and trying to get healthy. Um, But other than that, I'm great. Do you think um do you think watching this amount of uh quality television this week has helped uh with your ailments? <laughs> I'm think sure it has. <laughs> it's definitely helped my mood. Uh yeah. I think it would do my body good to leave my apartment once in a <laughs> well, while and debatable. You debatable. Know, stretch my <laughs> legs. <laughs> Um, okay, so do you want to get into the two shows that we actually uh, randomly selected last week that we have been reviewing, researching this past week for the episode? Yes. So the first show that we uh, chose or spun mm-hmm. on the Wheel of Shame last week. Wheel of Shame, yep. Was Extreme Sisters. Ooh, uh, this was a doozy. So uh, the synopsis, the the gist of Extreme Sisters, according to TLC, (laughs) some sister bonds are stronger than others, but these sisters take it to the extreme. 
their obsession Uh-oh. with each other is over the top, and they unapologetically refuse to change anything about the unconventional ways they live their lives. <sighs> wow. What a beaut. I mean, that, you're in already. You're in. You want to see, oh, well, what is this unconventional ways that you speak of TLC? So I had seen this because it comes on, af- it, it automatically plays in the app mm. after 1,000 Pound Sisters, which I watch religiously. <laughs> so it'll come on. And so I had seen the first few episodes of this already, and I was already okay. on board. I like it. Mm. 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 Okay. So I was excited to watch more of it and to speak with you about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I hadn't, I'd never seen it and I've seen a lot of shit TV, but I have, um, I've never seen Extreme Sisters. So I'm glad that you kind of had a little bit of a expectation and were, were excited to, to fill in the gaps. Yeah. I mean, this is a newer show. So this came out, uh, in April of last year. Oh, okay. This yeah. is the only season so far and I'm hoping for more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this is, this is a newer one and, um, so I, I knew what to expect going in cause I'd seen, I'd seen two episodes. Okay. So it's like, I'm, I get the closeness, but of course it's TLC. So they take it way too far. And another yes, thing that we see a lot on this, uh, network is something with, with a lot of them, something maybe happened in their childhood and they relied on each other for, comfort Mm, you know there's always mm. something deeper which is one of my favorite parts of every episode when they talk about that well please remember it is the learning channel so you know it it it, we are here to learn yeah um and we learn a lot i mean this um as you said it's it's only one season so this was good for you and i that we didn't have to sit through like four seasons of, of which some of these shows have a ton of seasons um but there were eight episodes and we had we were introduced to to how i think i've got one two three four i've got five yeah pairs of sisters five yeah 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 so do you want to give a a little <laughs> overview on the sisters yes okay so first we have patricia and patrix oh i love them they are so endearing yes so these are uh maybe the oldest of all the sisters i would mm. say um mm-hmm. They're in their 40s, I think. Yeah. Uh, Patricia was born missing a third of her fingers on her right hand. Mm-hmm. So Patrix has always been there for her to combat the bullies, to help oh, her with nice. things that she has trouble with, buttoning shirts, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. And they have been like that their whole lives. And now at this point, um, Patrix has her own apartment, but she basically lives at Patricia's family's house Mm-hmm. and is like a second mom to her kids mm-hmm. they have their own separate dinner table that they eat at together and everyone else has to eat at the other table except for their mom can join them if she wants yeah i want to add there, including patricia's husband that he can't sit with them when they eat sister sit at table with the mother but the, the husband the kids everyone is just on another table which which was great yeah, it's so funny how they're like, this is sister time. And it's like, well, you're together all the time. So it's fun. I mean, yeah. I mean, they were, they, as you said, it was really endearing when they talk about their childhood. And I think the level of protection they had for each other. And there was this really 
really sad story about um patricia wasn't able to play the violin she loved the violin but she wasn't able to play it mm-hmm. when she was younger and patrix loved the violin and she could play so she gave it up because she didn't want patricia to feel uh, left out it was oh it was yeah. straight away when i heard that it was like i love them and they're like these gorgeous women that have this um obsession with weight loss gadgets not like you know (laughs) dieting or exercise just gadgets so every episode there was a new like sweat machine or those things you put around your stomach that like vibrate to give you a six-pack and stuff like that so i appreciated that deeply with both of them the scene where they're jiggling on the table and they are perfect for any of that hsn or whatever it is that network they will buy it all up they were amazing they have a dream to move to orlando they're obsessed with orlando uh, florida let's let's just let's just uh pause on that for a second so as we're introduced to patrix and patricia they talk about um their dreams their past their future what they want and one of them is they said we have always as children wanted to move to this place together and you're thinking paris rome new york city and then it's just orlando and it really hit me hard (laughs) i've been to orlando airport and that was the closest i ever want to be to entering the rest of orlando i'm sure there are wonderful wonderful parts of it but all i think of is dis is it disney world or disneyland which is it world disney world screaming kids and people adults that are obsessed with disney that really that i find me i find very unsettling like adults that are obsessed with disney it really creeps me out me too hopefully none of our listeners are disney adults but oh uh, but if you are welcome welcome to the podcast welcome welcome tender loving care question mark you know (laughs) and we're talking about the extreme we talk about the extremes on this show and I agree. When people are extremely into chat, like things that are meant for children, it's uh, it's, it's questionable. It's troubling. It's, it's troubling. troubling. It's troubling. So we've got Patrix and Patricia, and they're in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then, um, well, I just, I mean, I don't know. I I have to talk about the two that I think, if even if you haven't watched this show, like Kate, you've watched the show, I haven't, but I knew these two. Um, they're Australian. They're named Anna and Lucy, and they talk like this all through their nose, and it's completely monotone, and they are two of the most beautiful specimens I've ever seen in my life. I'm obsessed with them. So they are, I I mean, it's hard for us to really go into in an hour-long podcast how extreme these two are. They everything's exact from the amount of water they drink to every bite of food um and i've seen them before because they, they always pop up on those weird youtube barcroft tv like docus about crazy crazy sisters or crazy twins or the most identical people and and of course their hook is that they share one boyfriend which he has a very dashing little ponytail as well, which I, I I appreciated greatly. He has like an undercut and then he just has a tiny little ponytail at the back of the head, which is beautiful. And he, I don't think he really, 
he doesn't have any expression either and there's just a lot of silence in a lot of these scenes that Anna and Lucy speak at the same time with the same vocabulary and they it's completely monotone and at the end they'll just say don't you think Ben and he'll go yeah and that's pretty (laughs) much it and I mean, if you want to, do you want to talk about the arc of what they were going through, what we experienced in eight episodes with Anna and Lucy? Yeah. So these are definitely the most extreme of the extreme uh-huh. sisters. What can we here? You start talking and I will show you how they talk. Oh, okay. So, well, uh, okay. one of them has, I got a tooth, tooth, out, tooth but I, I need to get the tooth, tooth out. If I get the tooth if I get the tooth, out, the tooth she needs to get the get tooth, the tooth out. Get the tooth out, too. Oh, <laughs> it's like so... constantly talk. Like they wish they could talk at this exact same time and say the same thing at all times. That's true. That's true. I mean, the thing that we're talking about with the tooth is there's a whole scene where one of them has an infected tooth. And luckily, I've never had an infected tooth, but but apparently it's excruciating, as you can imagine. She's had it for a really long time. I can't remember which one it was, Anna or Lucy. And she's like, I have to go to the dentist. Sorry. I have to go to the dentist. So she had to go to the dentist because (laughs) they had to kind of determine that day whether it was going to get pulled out. And these love these 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 women that they're, they're kind of tiny and they always have these cutesy like over the top outfits on, obviously exactly matching. And tits are always out, always out. They've got they've got matching boobs and they're always out. And they go and sit in the dentists, and they all they both end up in floods of tears because essentially the one with a dead tooth um, has to get it taken out. And so the other one's like, okay, I need to get my tooth taken out too. And the dentist is like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, I'm not going to take out. It's a really important tooth. It was like a molar. And uh, no, I'm not going to take out a healthy tooth. Why not? And so they have no understanding why the dentist isn't going to take out a completely healthy tooth. And so they're, they're in floods of tears at the end of it. And the one with the infected, excruciatingly painful tooth is just like, I'm just going to keep it. I'm just going to keep it in my hat, in my in my mouth to rot. It's wild. <laughs> I can't imagine. And oh, and the producers do make sure to ask them how it works in the bedroom. I was waiting. I mean, look, we know that obviously we want to know that the viewers want to know that. But oh, you know, the producers are like more. Give us more. Mm-hmm. Give us. That's kind of the. That's always TLC. And uh, how did they respond, Kate? so dark whatever he does to one twin he does to the other so he's basically going back and forth and probably i would imagine has them laid side by side and is like kind of jumping between them i I mean the visuals when i was watching it, i had to do a little pause and just think just really set it up with him and his little baby ponytail and these two laid down next to each other being like okay me now it's so dark they're like trying to moan together oh (laughs) god terrifying and he i mean he there wasn't there wasn't much we really discovered about about his name's ben ben's personality it it was um as monotone i feel Mm. like he could have like he was less of a creep than i was expecting that's true 
That's you true. know, I was expecting a really seedy guy, and he was mm-hmm. like, I was like, okay, like, for being a guy that would do this for 10 years. Oh, yeah, 10 years. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they've mm-hmm. been with him 10 years, and they want to get married, mm. but uh, of course they can't legally yep. do that, and so yeah, it's not fair. But I really want to know um, what he does. Did you see the house they live in as well? It was like a really big modern home, and I'm thinking... I just want to know what their jobs are. Like, I don't know whether it's living in LA, you're always nosy about, where do you get your money? Because nobody seems to work here. Since when I see people with a house like that, I'm like, what does Benny do? Benny, what are you doing? Sorry. Benny, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm going to use that throughout this episode. (laughs) And their mom lives with them as well. The old mom. Okay. I want to just, for anyone who hasn't seen this show... I need to talk to you about Gina. Gina is the mother. And when she came onto the screen, it was as though I could hear the razz and dazz of the stage. She reminded me of a, I don't know if you've ever seen the Seinfeld episode where um, Kramer moves to LA. It was like really towards the end. And he moves to LA and he lives in this like shitty apartment building in LA. And there's this woman that just haunts the hallways of the apartment building telling telling Kramer about these stories of when she was in the pictures and Kirk Douglas was after her. And she just lives in this fantasy realm that she's always going to be a starlet and she's like 85, but she's still dressed to go on stage. That <laughs> was Gina, she came on and the hair was done, the dress as though she just stepped out of a, uh, off stage or out of a gin joint. I mean, from the 1920s, she was amazing. Great side character. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And you find that a lot. That is a running theme in, in these in these TLC shows. They know how to get, oh yeah, just, uh, just ask that friend of yours over there to come on or uh, let's get some screen time with the mama. Oh, oh yeah. So good. So let's let's move on to another yes. group of sisters. We could talk about Anna and Lucy oh, forever. God. But... We could, maybe we should do a side episode just of Anna and Lucy because I can use my accent throughout then. It would be out I just oh. want to, I love them so much. It's... Gina. Never forget Gina. Never forget <laughs> Gina. Okay, so then we have Brooke and Bailey. And I don't know if you noticed this, but they're actually their actual names are Candace Brooke and Candace Bailey. Thank you. I'm so glad you got that because I, uh, it was featured, I, th- I think it was mentioned in the first episode, and I was like, no, I must have caught that wrong, that their last name is Candace. No, they're both named Candace and Candace. Their mother's named Candace, and the grandmother was named Candace. So all of them have the exact same first name. And Brooke named her daughter Candace. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Whatever. Ace. Those it was like, ace, so they, they call that Ace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ace. Oh, so gosh. they're not twins, but they mm-hmm. are like a year apart or something. And they, mm-hmm. they do look a lot alike as well. And uh, so these are both, they're, they're pretty young. They're early 20s, I think. They're, yeah. they're pretty Christian, you know. They got mm-hmm. married. Uh, so so mm-hmm. Brooke and her husband have gotten married in the past few years and I think they have a baby. Yeah, they have Ace. Uh, Just the one. Yeah, Ace. Candace Ace. (laughs) And so they're kind of starting their family. And Bailey is too... What's the word? 
mm, scared, you, I guess. She's she's yeah. too scared to like go out on her own and get roommates and stuff. And so oh. rather than live with her mom, she has moved into her sister's home and mm-hmm. is sleeping in her sister's bed with her and her husband in the middle, I might add. Oh, I would like that to be noted as well. It's not like just hopping in next to her sister to chat in the morning. There's a scene, and of course, we have to take it with a, a grain of salt. It is TLC. However, this this scene was the the husband on one side, and in the middle was this like twenty year old. Is it Bailey or is it Brooke? Which is the one that's married to Denver? His name is Denver. Denver Bailey and Brooke. Denver and Brooke are married, and Bailey is the little that's sister. Them. Yeah. So Bailey is in between the husband and his sister. And everyone's like, well, what's it? Both of them are like, well, what's wrong with that? There's a lot that's wrong with that. A lot. And she keeps mentioning, did you get creeped out that she keeps mentioning Bailey's a virgin? Bailey's a virgin and she's going to stay a virgin because I didn't because I had Ace at 18. I was like, why are we talking about, why are you so obsessed with her virginity? And she's sleeping next to your husband every night. Did not like that. Yeah. And I think that... As the viewer, you're sp- I don't actually I don't know what they were going for, but mm. what did you think of Denver? How he came off? I think his delivery was kind of bad, but everything he was saying made sense. He's like, oh, her yeah, feet he's... are touching me at night. Like this is not normal. It's. I mean, he once again. It's so straight. It's. It's funny that the, none of these men. I don't think from all of them that we saw, none of them were like pervy like you'd expect them to be. They were all like, this is just really annoying and horrible, and you have a really weird relationship. Yeah, he was. He seemed nice. They all had the same nose ring, which I appreciated. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. They all had the same nose ring. Um, but what you discover as well is that so uh, Brooke is pregnant with her second baby. Um, that's all I'm sure it's going to be called Candace too if it's a girl and then oh no we we know what the name is going to be remember what they want it to be but um yeah no so she she had had her first child when she was 18 and apparently Denver had a um addiction a substance addiction issue and um he you know they were both very they weren't they weren't together and he was battling those kind of demons and he uh recovered and he turned his back on all of that and is a fabulous father by all accounts and a great husband and they're together and have this great life um yeah he seemed he seemed very sensible and just just could not make sense or or give sense any sense to Brooke, who just didn't see anything wrong with her little sister, like, oh, sleeping next to her husband. I got so grossed out by the bathroom stuff, too. She said they used to sit on the toilet together and go number two at the same time. Was that them? Was that them? No, or was that the others? Let me see my notes. I will refer to my notes because that was so disturbing to me. I definitely wrote that down. Wasn't that? um, (laughs) No, you know who that was? That was Jessica and Christina, which we will get talk about dark. Okay, we'll we'll get get to them. But the the lack of boundaries, I guess, is apparent in both of them. But yeah. And listen, I don't have a sister. Um, I do have friends that are like sisters. And... (sighs) There's just a level with this. Obviously, it is because we're we're reviewing a show called Extreme Sisters. But there's this undercurrent with a lot of them. And you'll see it as we go along when it comes to like childhood trauma, where they had to turn to each other. And just their complete disregard 
for their partners. Because even if we go back to our loves, Patrix and Patricia, mm-hmm. and their dream of going to the holy holy land of Orlando, um, they want to move without the husband or the kids. They were just like, well, it was our dream to move. And either Ron, that was Patricia's husband, either comes or he doesn't. I'm like, I'm sorry. You've been married to him for like 20 years. But they got to get to Orlando. They got to get to Orlando. They're all in, I think the common thread is they're all extremely codependent Mm -hmm. and living Mm -hmm. in a fantasy world with their sibling where being close to this person makes everything okay. And Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah. I think TLC, because, you know, this is something that Kate and I really want to uh, focus on in these um, episodes is that we're not just really talking about the people that are in the shows. We're talking about TLC's accountability for making these types of shows and why they make them. And if anybody actually does learn anything from the Learning Channel. But it's, I feel like a lot of this was really sexualized. Like, do you remember the whole scene? We'll go back to Bailey and Brooke, but the whole scene with Bailey and Brooke about him talking about her underwear, Bailey's underwear. And they, and he was like, and I felt like that producer totally told him to say that. And he was like, why is Bailey's dirty underwear all over the house? And I'm like, can we not have a close-up of that? I It was, oh God, I mean, it's so gross. It was gross. Yeah, it was something, and the, and they were both, you know, made to say, oh, I, I don't know, what's wrong with that? And you know, it was all just fed to them by the producers. Oh, yeah, grosso, grosso. Oh, yeah. There's always going to be the the sexual element that is questioned mm-hmm. <laughs> with these mm-hmm. producers. Oh, yeah. They always just want to exploit. Anyway, how um, is it in the bed? Like, that's yeah, always going to Keep talking. Keep yeah. talking. <laughs> Tell us all about your sex life. It's just, oh. <laughs> um, before we move on to another another one of the sisters talking about side characters, um, Shall we talk about uh, Candice? No, it's Bro- sorry, Brooke and Bailey, their mother. Oh. oh, mama. When she came on the screen, I literally audibly went, oh, mama. I mean, everything you could imagine for a mama, that's who she was. The hair. The hair wasn't even a haircut, but it was... It, it, it was jet it was jet black mm-hmm. and it was just spikes everywhere i didn't understand it, it was like the, it was like the karen haircut got thrown into the blender it yeah. was it was like completely sticking out like it made no sense no sense but she had that styled she had it ready to go she had the dark lip liner with mm-hmm. the pale lipstick i mean she was loving it and she has her naked thursdays we discovered that they have naked her and um the girl's stepdad have a naked thursday where they sit in a hot tub and that hair is still there it's still up spiky too dark she's rocking it <laughs> it's amazing she reminded she kind of was giving me shades of uh, did you ever watch? I'm sure you saw um, the show Trading uh, Trading Spouses, or what is it? <gasps> That's dark sided. Side yeah, I know exactly. Of course, of course. I mean, when you watch, if you were watching Junk TV, you know that epic episode. I remember that it was trade, and it was that she was our mama, and she was just talking about 
God will curse you. It was all that. God uh, warrior. Evangelical. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was she she, really she like that. She gave me shades of that, yeah. She did. She did. She was beautiful. I love her. Yeah. Okay, so then we have... <laughs> Wow, who did okay, we did well, Patrick which, and Patricia, we did Brooke and Bailey. Yeah. We did Anna and Lucy. No. How about them? <laughs> My god, I hope I'm sorry, it's really annoying. Okay. I wanna save a certain okay. one for last. Yeah. So next what next let's do Christina and Jessica, the psychic the psychic sisters. The psych, psychic sisters. Now, this is honestly when it got super dark for me i mean if you think all of the stuff before wasn't a little bit dark jessica and christina are um in the first like intro of a couple of minutes we're told they had six stepdads they had four last names that they that their mother basically never they believe never wanted them and just had them to trap a man Mm. and they would turn up at school and their last name had been changed oh that was really dark for me really dark this was the biggest example of like they really were each other's Mm. rock like there for each other because their mom didn't really pay attention to them and all of these men are coming in and out and so they were each other's stability in life Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. they have never let go of that dynamic and Mm -hmm. it has infiltrated each of their relationships with men right to the point where they've gotten divorced and we meet the ex-husband and he is more yeah. than willing to blab about it on camera mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he seemed lovely he seemed oh he's still madly in love with his ex-wife yeah yeah well, i don't know which one it was was that jessica or christina <laughs> i don't know i don't know does it, does it matter? <laughs> they have started to Not blend really. together i know, I know. so yeah, there's kids involved, but we never see the kids. So I'm guessing the husband was like, no, they're not going on camera. Oh, no, we did. There was three of them. Do we see them later? At Maybe I missed it. Okay. Yeah, it was just very, very much because it was like, oh, they're so close and we're so happy. They, were, they went to the pumpkin patch. Remember that oh. with a boyfriend? Okay. So yeah, yeah. You've, you, you, it's, what you don't see is you don't see the ex-husband of one of them. You only see the ex-husband of, of, of that was actually talking about their relationship and he basically said the reason we got divorced was because of your sister because mm-hmm. you would spend more time with her than you ever would with me yeah it was it, they and was that the one where they said they had like an rv or something in their got in their outside their house and the two sisters would just go in there and just talk maybe like at night i think it was because the ex-husband was like you know our relationship deteriorated because you two would spend your evening together alone in a van outside in a van outside the house just so you could be together i mean yeah they and that's the one with the bathroom issues yeah (gasps) that made me that made me nauseous that was disgusting and then they one of them has a i I feel so bad we like don't know their name (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who's christina really? who's jessica i know unclear i could only tell because one of their one of them has a shorter haircut mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. anyways one of them is dating the one who has kids is da- is 37 they both have kids oh shit god <laughs> the one yeah it doesn't matter whatever really one of them 
one of them is dating she's 37 dating a 24 year old mm-hmm. young oh. man Ooh. <laughs> and he, he has moved into her house and they break the news to the sister she like loses it <laughs> She's like, yelling she at really him. Looked, she really looked like she was having heart issues. I mean, she was... Th- it was palpable. She was so angry that her sister was getting... But, and to be fair, that guy is an idiot. He and was... he's 24 years old. And he sent a really shitty text message to the sister being like... "You," And, and said to the sister, you know your sister doesn't even like you. Yeah, he's an idiot. She so hates really you. She her. hates you. Yeah, I, yeah. I would have been upset too. But yeah, yeah, her whole world was getting rocked by him moving into her her sister's home and she's... and this uh, and the psychic remember so that we're talking about incomes because i am obsessed with everyone's incomes on these shows they uh said that the thing they did get from their mother was the psychic ability and um so we have some great shots of them giving very very vague advice um on a zoom call to a client and um then having a um naked healing session grounding ceremony grounding session in the woods yep 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 um which is beautiful but when there are tlc cameras filming it it just it takes away from the magic a little bit for for me for me i'm glad to see it but you know i I, I didn't really feel it that it was as magical but they um and then we saw them scatter their mother's ashes it was just those two had a they had a lot, a lot going on there with that mother. Mm-hmm. It was really sad. It was, yeah. it was, it was really sad. And so one of them moves in this young boyfriend, and then she hides from him that she's psychic. Right. I didn't. I didn't really get that at all. But it, it was just very, very unhealthy. It was everything around it was super unhealthy. Um, but they, I mean. What happened? Hang on. What happened with the boyfriend in the end? Did they stay together? I think I skipped the last episode. I didn't see the last episode either. Oh, <laughs> it's so enthralling that we just we just skipped it. Yeah, I don't know because I wondered if he was going to be out at the end. But um, I'm sure they're probably not still together. Yeah, I, I, I'd be yeah, surprised. I doubt yeah, not if her but, sister has anything to say about it. Oh, She's like geez. telling the cameras, "That's all right. He doesn't. You know. He doesn't realize how much power I have." I know. It was like she was about to put a spell on him. She was ready, and I would believe it would be true as well. They're powerful women, those two. And um, it was just, you could you could feel the trauma bond mm-hmm. between them and the protection that they had to just, they had to be together. And this guy, you know what? But essentially, she was right. The guy was an asshole, and he was rubbish, and he shouldn't, he, she shouldn't have moved him in. So... Whichever one, Jessica or Christina, unclear, that was, you know, stepping in between the relationship. Good for her, because he's horrible, so. Well, she couldn't be herself around him. She had to hide that she's psychic. She had to hide that she's into anything mystical. Mm -hmm. He's coming over. She's like, take off that headpiece off your head. Like, she, she wouldn't be herself because she knew that he would think it's stupid and not respect it. So I get why, yeah, he was totally wrong for her. Yeah. So hopefully they're not together. So the last Uh-oh. pair is Uh-oh. something Uh-oh. else. Okay. Something else. The two Bs. I loved watching Brittany and Brianna. So if you're an avid TLC watcher, you might recognize them from a special that they did, I think a couple years before this came out, 
called Our Twin Sane Wedding. No. Okay. I mean, you know, the puns. Who, whoever is at TLC writing the titles, oof, they got a fanta- they're fantastic. Dream they're job. Really good at their job. Dream <laughs> job. That is my dream job. <laughs> so, this is a set of identical twins that spent their whole lives together until mm. law school mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. they went to law school in two separate states two different schools that was their big independent moment yeah they hated it mm-hmm. she would come home crying she f- told this story during one of the episodes where she was so sad that she missed her sister that she was coming home from the library and she flopped into the snow and made a snow angel. And then she got up and flopped down and made another one next to it. So that the... I mean, we're really touching on some issues there. We're really, really... And then she just lay there all night in the snow. (laughs) So, So that's an example of how close they are so anyways they got back together they moved back to each other after law school they go to a twin festival which i would love to go to oh my gosh yeah anything like that like there's Mm. festivals for redheads i think and like yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so they go to a twin festival they meet another set of identical twins male twins and they hit it off, start dating, and get married on the same day. And mm. TLC filmed a special about it. Now, now, they and apparently there there is a there's a term for I forgot to write it down, but there's actually a term for when this happens when two oh. twins marry two other twins. Right. So um, now they have purchased this huge home monstrous she was like they did a cutaway of this house and it was like a palatial mansion in the middle of nowhere it was outstandingly big it was huge which when you have i mean they're both lawyers and then what do the husbands Mm. do unclear once again i need tlc to tell me how these people earn their money please so four four incomes going in to purchase the home um and i guess it's probably one of the only healthy things about the whole dynamics like okay they have their own space Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. they're not all in the same bed all the time and uh, but and they're also they're going to use the home for uh, like hosting events, weddings, things like that. Right. So, okay. Right. Yeah. 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 So they're all four living together. That one of them just had a baby three months ago. Mm-hmm. Jet. Jet. And she explains that he has four parents because they all share DNA. Oh, God. And so they're all raising the kids as if they're all the, each of their kids because the other one is pregnant and about to have a baby as well so they like obviously synced their cycles and tried to get pregnant at the same time which uh anna and lucy were trying to do which i don't think we uh spoke i'm gonna stop the accent now which i don't think we spoke about actually with anna and lucy because they were trying to get pregnant Mm -hmm. at the same time and the doctor was like it's very hard to do that but um brianna and Brittany 
um it was really sad as well they said they they both got pregnant at roughly the same time before and both had miscarriages oh yeah that was oh that was terrible for them but they must have got pregnant i think it was really around the same time when they when they got pregnant the first time but you're right um the the i was going to say the second one because i don't know which is which is now having a baby herself um and i like you know i think that the more healthy Mm, healthy question mark uh parents that a child can have is beautiful and i think that's lovely to have like more you know parental figures around them as many as possible i think that's lovely and i do think that's healthy Mm -hmm. but i don't it, it was i wasn't really understanding what both of them were saying that they they thought that the kids it that they weren't really just one set of parents and they were quite adamant that they have exactly the same dna and it gets really murky because it's two brothers and two sisters and i couldn't really wrap my head around it i didn't really understand the genomes and everything that goes on then i just don't know why why she can't just be your your aunt brianna Mm. that you're very close with like it just mama one and mama two yeah yeah I mean, I guess, yeah, it's not the worst thing. Like, they will definitely have lots of help around and lots of love around, but... Yeah, but it was the insistence that yeah. it would not be an aunt. It will be your mother. It's the mother. Both so the mother. Have, <laughs> these children are like, who's this? Mummy too. I mean, they will think they're clones. Like, they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't have any understanding of of an aunt and an uncle because they're just two mums and two dads that are all identical by the way all identical it'll be interesting for those kids to explain to their friends what the situation is therapist you mean Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um can we talk about how they try to go on a date separate from the other two i was i it made me cringe and it made me deeply uncomfortable watching them so essentially they decided you know they realized that neither of them had really been on a date with their partner alone without the other couple so they were like you know what let's let's do it and so they they go on this date and honestly watching it you would have thought that they just met they had nothing to say to each other and it wasn't like our nerves and there's cameras there it was like, oh, look, here, here's the food. And then just silence. And then they rapidly get the other um, other uh, um, sibling on the phone and then place them like on FaceTime next to them at the table. They These two had nothing to talk about without their siblings there. And by the way, the men are just as bad as the sisters. Oh, this was yeah. Like, they, these two were like extreme sisters <clears throat> slash extreme brothers just for this couple. They were... It was terrible. They couldn't go one hour without talking to them. No, I know. I didn't. It, it was a very, very odd, odd scene. I mean, they, they just, they seemed as though they were a brand new couple on a first date and then as, and then they couldn't breathe. And then as soon as they saw their sibling on FaceTime, they could breathe again and just. They made, yeah, and they ordered, nice. they ordered uh, the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. to go so that they could eat mm-hmm. the same thing at home their siblings mm-hmm. 
and like they get off the phone and they're like uh should we just get dessert to go like they just they couldn't even stand not being and all they talked about the whole time was how weird it was that the siblings weren't there I was I like, mean, don't you guys have, like, interests or, like, There was nothing. Anything. Did you notice the running theme as well? None of these pairs had friends. None of no. them had friends. No. They didn't have any female or male friends. They were just those two. And that was yeah. really sad as well. You know what? I will um, ask TLC, though, if they could do a spin-off with the husbands of Brianna and Brittany, because I think there's a lot to go in there with those two. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot I want to say about those two. I mean, but, they should um, just do Extreme Brothers and then just have them on that, plus, like, four more Extreme Brothers. I'd watch oh, God, it for I'd, sure. I'd absolutely watch it. So, I mean, that's the... You know, speaking of that, that's our rundown on really that was all five of them and yep. Kate I don't know about you but I could go on about all of them for a while there was a lot of stuff to cover in all of them and we're trying to be as succinct as possible but if you um you know I would definitely recommend taking a taking a deep dive because it's only one season eight episodes yeah I mean they are 42 minutes each episode but you know just put it on while you're doing laundry or something it's like a perfect thing to watch um and then what we are planning to do and will do after every uh, review of a of a show is we have to give it a rating, don't we, Kate? We, we do. do. Okay. Okay. Now, will you explain the scale and, and why yes. you came up with this scale? Yes. Okay. So our scale, I was thinking, uh, should it go one to ten? No. Boring. That's been mm-hmm. done. Done. So... I thought we could give ourselves more of an extensive scale. What number should I use? Okay. 600 pound life. Huge show on the network. That will be our rating system. Zero to 600 pounds of learning. Oh, I love it. How much did you learn? So this is, it's not just, did you like the show? Did you learn from the show? What did you learn? How did that contribute to your score? So okay well i think on that you go ahead and tell me what your what your uh, rating is okay. for extreme sisters i gave extreme sisters 485 pounds of learning <laughs> so precise i appreciate the thought that went into that extra five yeah you really do and uh, pray tell what did you learn from extreme sisters i mean where was the level because that's a pretty high level of learning it's i learned a lot so these this is not a typical relationship like this is i've never come across anything like this before i mean i guess i do have friends that are like very close with their siblings more than i am where i'm like whoa okay Mm -hmm. but like i just thought it was very interesting to see how little boundaries someone can have Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. that affects their other relationships Okay. And I thought the casting was top notch. You gotta say they did well on this one. They did well on this. TLC knew when they had a group of people. And please don't forget the side characters. So that's going to play into my rating a lot with the mamas. So I think from zero zero to 600 pounds. (laughs) Zero to 600 pounds. What did you give it? 485? Yes. I'm going to give around 400. I'm going to give a a, a clean 400. And I'm going to do... 
what I learned from from Extreme Sisters is that if you have identical twins, don't dress them alike. Um, your parents can really fuck you up and always maintain friendships outside your siblings. So that's what I learned. Those are great lessons. There you yeah, go. There you go. Thanks, Chelsea. Thanks, yeah. Chelsea. All right. So that is our... So I just want to say a really uh, big goodbye to Anna and Lucy and Benny and his little ponytail. Um, and we're going to move on to our next show okay the second one that came from spinning the wheel of shame last week is my giant life and tlc synopsis of this show is as follows standing at least six feet six inches tall the four women profiled in this five episode series face challenges not experienced by people of average size seemingly mundane tasks like loading a dishwasher or getting into a car can prove exceedingly difficult not to mention having dating problems or being stared at while in public now this one hit home for me because i'm five foot ten i am not over six foot six like these wonderful ladies but i've always been the tallest in a friendship group Pretty much always. So um, there were things in this that I was like, oh, yep, I get. But also extremely grateful that I'm only five foot ten and not six foot uh, six. Because some of the, the things that I would feel when I was younger about always being the tallest and feeling awkward and things like that is just magnified with them. Um, and there was a couple. I mean, this one, this one was a lot. This was also 42 minutes. I think that's like the golden golden amount of time for TLC shows and it was three seasons so there was a lot of skipping I had to do oh yeah um oh yeah a lot of skipping now I need to get these notes because there's one character which I don't think I even I think Kate you're gonna know and Kate and I don't discuss these shows before we before we meet here and, and talk about them mm -mm. there's one character I'm gonna leave to the last of going through these in my giant life um so the first we've got Colleen which is also known as Coco. Mm -hmm. She's six foot six. And she was a breath of fresh air. I liked Coco. Coco didn't take any shit from anyone. And she she was her whole kind of theme through this, because they give each of them themes um, of, of, you know, their intentions and they stretch it through three seasons, which is agonizing. Mm -hmm. But um, Colleen's was looking for love. And she was set up oh god these producers like forced her to go on these blind dates and there is one horrific scene where they have the producers have her um waiting for a blind date and she's hooked <laughs> the first one was this like 70 year old man in a terrible wig that met her at a bar do you, do you remember that <laughs> and he's all like yeah they went they went bowling and she turned up and she's 30 i think she was 37 38 something like that and she turns up and this man had the worst wig on and he was literally about 70 and she you just see her going yeah a lot of people lie in dating profiles so i was like dude i don't know what he had said in his profile so they go bowling and he's like she beats him because she's also super competitive which i really liked about her <laughs> and she and he turns around and goes oh not bad for a little lady Ugh. and she goes well bad for a little man or something like that it was great i love her i yes. love her um <laughs> 
So there was the 70-year-old man um, that claimed he was a lot younger. Then there was this scene yeah. where she's waiting. And there were other ones that didn't really work out. Then in the first, I think this was the first season, she's waiting for a guy to come up and they're filming him. And by the way, he was some dipshit that was wearing like board shorts and he had very cracked lips that I could tell from, from which unnerved me. Crusty. Um, very crusty. And he came up. And he had his mic pack on and he was all set up to film. And you see him, walk, they're filming him walking up and he looks at her and he goes, he said something horrible along the lines of, what is that? Or is that her? No way. And he starts freaking out and going to the, going to the line producer or whoever it was. It's like, get this off me. Get this off me. What the fuck is that? Like, I don't want... And, and, the, and the, you know, whoever it was, is like, what are you doing? What's wrong? What's wrong? He's like, is this a joke? Forget it. Forget it. And tries to push the camera out. He was so... And and you know you know how our darling Coco reacted? She just went, ah, it's okay. Like she had no qualms. She wasn't affected. She didn't care or didn't appear to. She just realized that he was an absolute knob end. And um, she didn't want to... She didn't, she didn't really care that that was his reaction. But it was horrible to watch. Um, so you see her in the first and second season, and I think the third, she moves from, I think she was in LA County somewhere. Well, no, she was in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And then she moved to Austin, um, which Kate is very familiar with. Um, <laughs> and then we had Haley. And Haley, you know, Haley was tricky for me. Haley uh, was is six foot seven, and she had this boyfriend Brian that through the three seasons she gets engaged to, married to, and then has a kid with. Um, she has played her entire life uh, professional volleyball, um, I think professional or, or into that, and um, she has this father that looks like something from Tales of the Crypt. He was <laughs> horrible. <laughs> he was. horrible horrible and he just hated this boyfriend and he says stuff like when this guy is terrified of her, of his future father-in-law in the first season and he goes to him to ask for um Haley's hand in marriage and um keep in mind that he's 5'8 the boyfriend oh, he is he's only 5'8 that's important that's yeah. important the Brian's only 5'8 and he goes to ask this father for um Haley's hand in marriage and he goes oh there goes the gene pool something to eat and this guy's like shaking did you see brian was like visibly shaking when he was asking this man and he's just like he's terrible to him always just degrading him and oh i hate that that dad was horrible it was horrible i cannot imagine if my significant other's parents said that about me no, oh, unfortunately, I can. Anyway, moving oh, on. God, that's so... well, not about the gene pool, not about the. But the I have some other pool. stories. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was pretty bad. Um, I'm just seeing if who else I have to mention before I get to. Oh yeah, so that so we've got you know, don't you, Kate? You I know. think okay, I we've do. Got, we've got Nancy. Um, she's a teenager, so she's mm-hmm. only 17, and she's six foot nine. Um. Her story's pretty, you know, kind of yeah, whatever. whatever. It's just about her and her brother, who's seven foot three, by the way. She's an, her mother's six foot seven, and then they have a, and then she has a stepdad five foot ten. Um, and it was sad. I only found out later in the season that, that her dad had died when she was quite young. Mm. Um, so her mother brought up these kids, the three, uh, this, the three of them by herself um but they had this stepdad who seemed nice and it was just there was like 10 minutes talking about how hard it was for tall people to load a dishwasher and i was like oh god i, can't, I, I really 
I was like, you're stretching, you're really reaching here, TLC. Um, but it was just about her going to prom and finding shoes because she has like size 15 feet and blah, blah, getting blah, a blah, car blah. and yeah, scholarship. So it, yeah. it wasn't that. But I, what I did do is sometimes with them, I, I will look because by the way, this is all from 2016, 2017. This is an old show that no longer got, that no longer films. They only did three seasons, then it was cancelled. Mm-hmm. Um, I did look at Nancy and she is, she went on to, she was another volley, no basketball Basketball. player and she's done really well. Like she's still playing basketball like professionally and being sought after by a lot of teams. I found all these articles about her. So she was cool, but what I never understand, and it's definitely an American thing, um, and in certain areas, I can't remember where she was from, using the word heck and frig a lot. That's on my notes. I just wrote heck and frig friggin this and oh heck i i don't understand that is so strange to me to hear and the mother was saying it as well as the kid i i, I don't understand it at all i really don't and it was just constantly like saying that it's very like midwestern christian like yeah, i'm not gonna swear what... but i'm gonna say frick and like got it god is it frig or frick what are they saying you can say frick. you can say like what the frick, or you oh, can say like friggin'. <laughs> oh god! I don't know. I just had to write that down. It was just too much. Yeah, too it's much. corny. Okay, so we've gone through. That's Nancy. We've got Coco. We've got Haley, and then we have in season two they bring in somebody else, um, Katja, and I really like her. And it was nice because um this was profiling um catch it and her wife it was a same-sex couple so it was nice to actually have something that was a little bit different in the show mm-hmm. um and did you recognize her wife and um what was, what was her wife's name she was really <clears throat> nice i can't remember did you recognize catch's wife at all no okay did you ever watch the real l word on showtime yes she was in it oh i'm nearly you know what i didn't look it up but i'm like i didn't bother looking it up but i'm i'm like 99 percent sure she was in the real l word i love I can that look it up at a later date yeah and it was all about um lgbtq um community in um west hollywood in la and so i, I swear even though this was in they were in new york i swear she was in it I, really I wouldn't think I would was. not be surprised yeah yeah and they were really nice they were this lovely couple catches originally from Germany but once again they just I think that TLC didn't do enough with them I think they had a much more interesting story but they the entire three seasons was just about them getting pregnant and Pretty that's much. just it was the same scene over and over and over and over it was like I mean, yeah, it was it was just a, they could have done a lot more with them. I think they were really wasted. I think like those two two, I think they could have delved a lot deeper in, into it because Katja's wife had some issues when she was younger with an eating disorder, so she was worried about getting pregnant and body dysmorphia. And then also her family was very very conservative, and they were considering a baby. So I just think there was more they could have done. And Katja, like you know both of them had something about them but tlc i feel like they just dropped the ball with them a lot i really did yeah and then we get to the last person now when we picked this show i should i should mention i had watched a couple of episodes of it um a long time ago and i just remember one person on it and this is the final person that we're going to talk about in um, on my giant life and her name is Lindsay. 
the star. Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay. Now, I want to preface with... I like the look, the undone look, shall we say. Hair's a little bit off. Um, I am definitely a proponent for that as opposed to sleek perfection not hair out of place i like the undone look i remember as actually coming into la i was dating um i was dating this drummer shock and um, a lot of my stories start like that but i was dating this drummer <laughs> when i first came to la and i remember i was at a party with him and he goes to me um he goes you know you always look really really hot and i'm like oh th-. you know I, felt, I was like oh thanks he's like in a really messy way <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and it's because, you know, I like uh, I like a messy bun. You don't have to have everything perfect. Lindsay takes that a little bit too far. So I'm not sure if she realized she was going to be filmed. Because there are multiple scenes of the hair hasn't seen a brush in a very very long time and she was constantly hung over i mean that is not my first impression was she was drunk from the second they started filming to the second they ended it was dark <laughs> oh <laughs> i know i know look there's a lot of stuff for Lindsay, and i want to tread very very carefully because yeah. i think the thing is with her i think tlc knew this woman I mean, hang on, is this slanderous? It may be. Okay, let's rephrase that. Um, TLC, I believe, <laughs> I believe, TLC should not have fed her the amount of drinks that they did. Because you see Lindsay talk about, she's kind of present, she's six foot nine, 27 years old, and um, we kind of see her just she's always uncomfortable that was my feeling when i looked at her like she always seemed uncomfortable the clothes because that was one thing that they did you know it's very very hard for these women to find clothes that fit them it really is they have to get everything tailored that's super expensive if they don't they're wearing just men's basketball shorts like they they, they really don't have a lot of options Lindsay, though you know she she wanted to be feminine and she wanted to show th- show stuff off but it was always just it was just always god it's, it's hard it's really hard. <laughs> you're like how do i, I say I'm this tr- <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to be really delicate here because i'm I, there's a word i want to use which i don't think is very kind so i am choosing kindness i think that um she seemed very uncomfortable in her skin, which a lot of people are, whether they're six foot nine or not. She didn't find clothes that fit her, so they were always like falling off her, or like there was never a top that just fit her. She has very, very big boobs um, that she got done, and because she wanted to get them done to kind of make her feel more feminine, and they were always like half popping out, or like the shirt had a hole in it, or there was like dog hair all over her clothes. Like, it was just a lot of like. Let's just, I just wanted to sit her down, just brush her hair a little bit, get her to calm down. There was a manic behavior with her as well. And this is coming from someone that can be very manic, but she, she was always just like, ah, and I'm laughing, you know, I'm so great. And the coordination was off. There was just, it was, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was very much like early Kesha aesthetic vibes. Oh, that's it's- being very kind. <laughs> that's being very kind. It's like... 
uh, it reminded me of like because because this was filmed. This came out in 2015. Oh but, wow, 2015. But her okay. style felt even older than that to me. It, it felt like it very like 2006, like 2005, oh, like tanning bed, low rise yes. jeans that are like bedazzled, or like Uggs. shorts, Uggs. shorts with Uggs or something, and then like. And it was always tops that were riding up or riding down. You know when you just have an outfit on that you just don't feel comfortable in? Like it's riding up or riding down. You just want to like pull it down or change or get your stomach hidden or your back hidden. Yeah. It was like constantly what she was like. And in these reality shows, they do, they obviously have, they always film these scenes when they're either, you know, the approach, right? Walking into a bar, walking into a restaurant to meet someone. So they always do this really awkward shot of them walking in and the, the person has to ignore that there's a camera on them. And it was excruciating watching her do that because she was so uncoordinated. Not, not even uncoordinated. I think she was drunk. I mean, I'm not... I, I just really do think she was drunk for the majority of it. And every yeah. time she sat down somewhere, you just saw the drinks were flowing. And I can tell you right now, they're paying... They're picking up the bill for all of that. Oh, that is yeah. not coming out of Lindsay's pocket. So, so speaking of that, we're introduced to her. She was a professional wrestler as well. Um... So she has a lot of strength and she has a presence, but we start off and it just gets really, once again, these shows have this dark element that is just huge. She basically describes her childhood that her father was absent since I think she was about 12. And it was a very poignant moment. She said, the last time I saw my dad, I was the exact eye level with him. And that's when he left. So I can see how she carried her height as a rejection, as men rejecting her. So she meets with this um, uh, private eye that she supposedly hired, a.k.a. TLC forced her to hire them, or hired them and told her she was going to find out stuff she probably didn't want to know. So she finds out the father had actually been living quite near her growing up, and then you have this scene where she goes to meet him at this farmer's market. And if you want to watch... I mean, I don't know why you want to watch anything dark, this dark, but it was a scene that should have been should have only been shown after 10 o'clock at night i mean it was she's approached first of all i don't know if you notice this you see her approaching the farmer's market to meet this father and she's in one top that's like a um what do you call it? A, t- a turtleneck and it's covering her all it's just a regular black and she's like a blazer on and then it cuts to her walking around the corner and she's got a completely different top on and her whole tits are falling out and her stomach's showing. Did you notice that? I replayed it like twice. No, that's so strange. Yeah. Go back and watch it. It's so strange. You see her and she's approaching the farmer's market and it's she's got full coverage on underneath this blazer and then she turns around the corner and I'm like, hang on, she just changed clothes. And I mean, her breasts are falling out of her top and her entire midriff is exposed which i don't give a shit what you wear but she looks so awkward and i was like did tlc force her to change into that it was really weird and that by the way that's what she's wearing to see her father for the first time in like 15 years yeah it was really strange and so she sits down with him and it was a horrible conversation it was basically a little girl asking her father to accept her and this man, I had to write down these notes. He sat there, doesn't really give her many answers. He says at one point, I took the dog, said I was going fishing and never came back. And I felt like saying, yeah, she knows that. Yeah, she's lived with that her entire life. And he goes, and she starts crying, obviously, and things like that. 
and he just goes, oh, this is the best day of my life. And TLC cuts to her and there's literal black mascara down her face crying and they just hold it on her face and i'm like well it has not been a good day for her and it's sad because she she wants his approval and wants him in her life any way possible but this guy doesn't give a fuck no and he looked like to me now kate and i bonded over real housewives so this is a reference for real housewives but do you remember real housewives of beverly hills when do you remember kim richard's boyfriend that looked like a bobo tom sizemore yes <laughs> that's who this guy reminded me of mm-hmm. he looked like a bulldog and he so so you have this scene and then he just goes out of nowhere they've really he really didn't say anything to her like no reason no rhyme a half-assed apology and then he goes oh do you want to meet do you want to meet your half-brother she's like oh that would be amazing which took me by surprise but she's like that'd be amazing so they meet this kid and then as they're kind of wrapping everything up he says to the camera they're like asking him in his interview and he goes um he goes you know this has been a blessing of a day but quote an additional burden is now on me. And that was that. And you never saw him again. I mean, it was rough. That was like, it was really rough. Yeah, he's never mentioned again. You don't see him again, right? I don't think so. I mean, the lack of self-awareness is astounding. You're on TV. Oh, God, this guy just did. Coming off like the biggest deadbeat dad asshole of all time. He didn't give a shit. No. Then we meet her English boyfriend. Now, being English myself, I would like to apologize on behalf of him to her and to anyone that he goes on to date because essentially he hated her. I mean, let's just be real. He hated her. It was this anger this and he was a drinking partner so the first time you see him it's in her apartment i'm sure and um it's just they just do tlc goes straight to a shot of his open carton of cigarettes and his beer and i was like i i see what you're doing here tlc i've got you i've got setting the scene setting the scene and by the way if that was any xenophobia against uh the english then i will take that up with tlc but i think it was just setting the scene of this guy being i don't i don't know what he did or he was just a mute oh it's horrible anyway so she comes in after she's got her hair done this is i guess it's the second season yeah because we see her the first season she's single drinking a lot and this is opening the second season and um she's gone and got a hair blonde because she's oh she's moved to la that's it because before she wasn't living in la she was somewhere else she comes she's second season she's in la she's got this boyfriend this english boyfriend and um she's got her hair changed because now she, she's pursuing acting she was a professional wrestler she's pursuing acting not going too too well and um she goes and gets her hair dyed blonde and these extensions and her whole behavior is just manic it's like someone that isn't comfortable in their skin just trying to jump out of it all the time i don't know how to explain it it's it's just and her facial expressions and everything is just over the top and it's either substance induced or she's extremely uncomfortable on camera well did you check out her instagram account did i i used to follow her i mean come on kate yes i did check out her instagram okay so she's got like she's constantly having these filters on those you know know those filters those filters that are supposed to make you look 
like a doll or like yes yeah with the big pretty. eyelashes and your face yeah it completely oh, changes how you God. look and yeah. that really was dark to me to see mm-hmm. that her whole instagram feed is like like i just i i was scrolling for quite a while i had gone through like 30 posts yep and i look and it says it says three days ago like she put po- she posts yep. like 10 tiktoks a day on her instagram and it's I just know. her uh, oh just it's her. really and she's a, she's a kid now yes um, she had i think a couple of years ago um but i also we didn't get before we get to the boyfriend yes. and his birthday which oh, oh, makes me shudder to my core that birthday but um the season two i would like to add opened with her interview and she just says oh it, it was so weirdly edited so she's like oh i moved to la and i've got this going on and out of nowhere she's just like so we all did things in our past that we don't like. Um, when I was 18, I was arrested for solicitation. But we live and learn, cut to the next scene. I It was so weirdly added in. And I don't know whether it was because it was going to be exposed and she had to get ahead of it. Or so. It was just so strangely put in there. And it wasn't explained. It was just told to you and then dropped and then left and what they did is is what i think they did her so dirty she describes that or just says that she was arrested for solicitation while wearing pvc like knee-high boots that don't fit her a top that was like supposed to just be off the shoulder but it was like there was half her tits were all hanging out and this tiny mini skirt and it was like a caricature of how someone would dress up as a sex worker while she was explaining that she was arrested for being a sex worker. It was really weird. I didn't understand that at all. Um, so the boyfriend's birthday is coming up and she's super aggressive kissing him. Like every scene, she's like really, really kissing him and she's into it. And it's like, we can calm down. We're all right. We don't need to see. We, I'm good. We don't need to see this. So what I love about all of these shows, if you don't live in LA, you know, you obviously don't know, you know, bars in LA and what's cool, what's not cool, or what's old, what's new. So they write, they go to this place called the Shot Exchange for this boyfriend's birthday, okay? And Lindsay had said, you know, I'm setting it, oh God, it's been such a busy day because I'm going to an acting coach and then, oh, I've got my boyfriend's birthday that I set up. I thought it was going to be like a surprise party or something. No, we go to the shot exchange, which is in a strip mall. And it says in LA, I Googled it because I like, I know LA very well. I don't know this shot exchange. I look it up. No, it's in Santa Clarita. (laughs) I I want everyone to be aware. There is a big difference between LA and in santa clarita this isn't we're going out on sunset boulevard to yeah so we started there and i thought ooh, i just it was like a ooh when i saw it so they go in there there's literally no one there and she's prant shot <laughs> for everyone so she starts they're, they're playing pool in this bar where there's no one there apart from one old scottish dude <laughs> and then another guy that was about 105 and she's like, oh, it's a birthday. And I'm like, I'm so depressed. I got really, really depressed watching it. And so 
you just see shot after shot and you're like oh this isn't and then she's like i had stopped drinking for 30 days so i'm going all out and i'm like this is not gonna end well and so they're just playing pool and it's horrible you know when you're at a party or something and someone's trying to hype everything up but it's just a shit party yeah this wasn't even this wasn't even a party this was two people and two very very elderly men (laughs) playing pool in santa clarita this wasn't a bad it doesn't get much bleaker than that (laughs) Oh. It really doesn't. So you see the shots are coming, and then there's this woman. God knows what happened to her, but some bar fly that's there, and she's like, she just becomes hangs on to Lindsay and saw a film crew and was like, oh, and she's wasted out of her mind, and she's like, oh, this is my new best friend, Lindsay. Right? Oh, it's horrible, and so. Lindsay's like, I've got a little surprise for uh, her. What was the boyfriend's name? Was it Brian? Was that someone else's boyfriend? <laughs> oh, man, oh, I'm God. so bad with Who names. knows? That sounds just, I know, I don't remember. any. Yeah, he's just, yeah. Anyway, so um, she, Paul, <coughs> that's his name, Paul. Oh. So um, she goes, I've got a great surprise for Paul for his birthday. I'm, she's, I mean, it's wasted beyond belief. I'm going to jump out of a box and this wasted bar flight that she picked up with is like, oh, it's going to be really good. I'll help you. It's going to be really good. So they cut to her like ripping off this blazer that she wears and underneath is some ill-fitting leopard print bathing suit, question mark. And she gets, she picks up this box that I genuinely thought was a, a box that she found around the back of this pub in Santa Clarita. But it was actually, she'd put some type of bow on top of it, cardboard box, whatever. So she asks the like 105-year-old guy that's playing <laughs> playing pool with uh, Paul, uh, oh, just, just keep, and it's all words, are all, or she's stumbling over words, stumbling over her own feet. She's like, just keep him busy. Just keep him busy while I go and uh, get this set up. And this guy doesn't even know what she's talking about. He's like, yeah, all right, love. And she goes over and her and this this other woman can't even stand up straight. Right? It's really, I mean, it's horrible. And you know, TLC were just rubbing their hands together. They were like, oh, yeah. You got a live one, boys. Um, so you see her, she sets up this box. She goes inside of it and she's like, she's, and she's like ah, I've got leg cramps. <laughs> And the woman, uh, the barfly woman, is like, Paul, come over here. And I mean, obviously none of them have English accents, but um, I've done enough accent work for today in this podcast. <laughs> so she's like, come over here and just, um, oh, yeah, let me talk to you about something. And she's like touching his arm and touching his hand because this woman's wasted. And then she's like, just sit here. So Paul sits down. And Lindsay jumps out of this box, this cardboard box. And she's like, Happy birthday! And she has a cake in her hand. And this guy couldn't have looked more disappointed and disgusted if he tried. It was horrible to watch. And Lindsay knew. She just knew straight away. And she's like, ah, ha, ha. and she's like this feather boa that she tries to wrap around the guy's neck and pull him in. But she's, she's very strong. And she does it so violently that he falls on top of her and they fall on this sticky floor of a bar in Santa Clarita with two 105-year-old men and a drunk barfly woman going, yeah, happy birthday! <laughs> and I just wanted to cry. And then it, then they end up obviously in a fight because she's he's embarrassed, she's embarrassed. They're both wasted and they're sad. And she goes, do you want some new cake? And he's like, no. And she's like, it tastes really good. 
and then she comes over and aggressively kisses him again like so aggressively and he's just like ow you're hurt the subtitles are like ow you're hurting me uh. and then she gets away and then she's just in a bad mood so she goes to the toilet and her um, bathroom and her mic's on and she's like i guess i'm an alcoholic it was really awful and then he he oh does like a interview outside the pub and he's like oh surprise she got in there she's a big bitch like just horrible did you hear that no no oh, I... that's what he said yeah he's like i'm surprised she got into it or got a box that fit her she's a big bitch i was wow. like you're gross dude by the way that accent was accurate because he is english so that's exactly how he said it <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah that was <clears throat> very it was hard, hard it was hard yeah that. tough tough and then I, I mean, I was in and out on that third season because it was just more of Catcher and them getting pregnant. And then Haley ends up getting pregnant uh, with with the husband that her father hates. What, and Lindsay, oh, and then, oh, talk about bad mistake. Lindsay moves to Vegas. I hate to say it, but it kind of makes sense. I know. It makes, oh, it's perfect, it's perfect. alignment. It's perfect alignment. And she just gets worse, dude. It's, I, I honestly, it made me sad. I couldn't really watch it. And the thing that I kept thinking about, she has these two beautiful dogs that are huskies, and I feel like she never takes them for walks. I don't know why that's what I was concentrating on a lot, but they were in, like, apartments. I was yeah. like, take your dog for a walk. And her clothes are always covered in dog hair, and she's always drunk. Oh, it was really bad. Really I think we've bad. we've all can, can like think of people who are kind of like Lindsay's that I you've know. come across. Yeah, it's I just... know. And and you just you want it to work out. Yeah. You want to go do A B and C, but there is so much that she never dealt with. You can tell and it's all like a new plastic surgery and let me fix myself because everyone tells me I'm so ugly all the time and it's just but she, she just can't, know, she can't find the lint roller, you know. She, can't. she can't. There's not a lint <laughs> she, roller to be found. <laughs> the and dogs just, are not getting, the dogs are oh, going in the backyard. They're not getting a walk. Yeah. Oh, stop. I hate that. It made me really upset. That <clears> was dogs. It was so beautiful. But I mean, she, she is the prime example of someone that should never be on television especially reality television and especially on TLC. I mean, we could maybe do a Bravo. We could do the, the you know, the, the highest of awards being on a Bravo show, but she, she should never be on TV. It was the, it was, it was not good for her. I, yeah, I don't know. So something Pauline and I talk about sometimes about TLC shows is like, ultimately was going on this TLC show a good move for this person or not like did it help their life and there are right. some people on the on the network where you're like actually i think this is this helped them mm -hmm. be able to do this or whatever sure but sure. yeah with Lindsay, i'm not so sure i mean she did she does have let's let's not forget her okay her wins <laughs> okay she holds the guinness world record for the tallest actress in a leading role Mm -hmm. for her work in a movie called r100 everyone knows it everyone knows it a film about a guy who's bored with his life and signs up for a service where random women employed by the company will find you throughout your day for an entire year and perform bdsm acts on you and beat you up that's what the movie's about oh, stellar script writing and then 
one of the girls who is hired to beat this guy up throughout the year yeah. ends up dying. <gasps> and so then the plot turns to, so then Lindsay plays the CEO of this company that he hired to oh, do gosh. this to him. Cause he, he gets off on it. She's the CEO and she, her scene is that she's beating him up. So these are the kind of roles that she oh. got in Hollywood. Yeah. To be fair, they're better roles than I got when I was attempting to, <laughs> to be <laughs> fair. It's, it is further than I got as well in LA. Um, I can't say I'm going to rush out and see it. I can't say I'm going to hunt it down. She had a guest spot on Grey's Anatomy. Good. All right. Very I think impressive. that's like the biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. That's impressive. Um, but as Kate said, I did. Uh, I went on her Instagram because I actually used to follow her because I'd seen this years ago and i was like fascinated with just how spectacle i guess that's what i should say the spectacle of her and this show didn't help her and and she ended up obviously not with the english guy but she i think there was somebody else afterwards that looked like exactly like him but i think he could have been actually the father of the baby i think that was speculated i looked her i looked her up that the english guy paul could have actually been the father of the baby, but she never really said who it was. I don't think. I may be wrong. I don't think. She had the baby. She had the baby in 2017. So yeah. Oh, it could have been him. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. And um, and then she was with another guy, and he was really tiny. I think he was like really, really short. That didn't. That didn't work. And you see her now, and she's selling like some of her clothes um that she's worn. And there's I don't know. There's like. A little bit of fetish stuff with her height i'm not sure it just it's just a shame i don't think this show did her any favors at all i really don't yeah i think i would feel better about it if she was like because she she's verified on instagram twenty eight thousand followers okay if i had gone her instagram and she had like three to five hundred thousand followers and she's Mm -hmm. like making you can tell she's making thousands thousands of dollars on brand deals and stuff i'd be like yeah okay she really turned this out but that's not what her instagram is Mm -hmm. i mean i went through her highlights on her at the top of her page Mm -hmm. and she has like an entire highlight that's like dedicated to her putting toner on her hair and then she's like playing taylor swift songs and like shaking her hair in slow motion and it looks Mm. god awful i'm like please go to the salon it's it's like stuff like that where it's it's just like it's very much like an instagram account of like that i would see of someone from like my small town or something mm. who just like does random shit except she has like 30,000 followers and was on TV. It was a shame. Yeah, it wasn't I mean it 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 wasn't a good a good a good look for her. I think some of the people can benefit that they had to really address things in their past and and you know gain confidence like Coco, love our Coco. Um Nancy, and, you know, her and basketball. Nancy did great. Yeah. yeah. I just think it was a shame in I think it just gets really dark because you, you know why Lindsay was brought back for three seasons. You know why a lot of her scenes were in bars. And and that makes me uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. You know? Um, having said that, we, it's uh, time to rate it. It's time to rate these poor souls. Um, yeah. So, Kate, you go first. What are you thinking? I rated this show 224 pounds of learning 
224 pounds of learning. What did you learn, Kate? I learned to see life from the perspective of a taller woman. Um, I think it's more interesting to hear about the someone being that tall as a woman because the standard of beauty is to be Mm -hmm. sort of like maybe petite or like Mm -hmm. smaller than the guy or whatever in like a hetero situation anyway Mm -hmm. and so to kind of see them navigating like finding the self-confidence even though you are being viewed as different and stared at and um, I also learned to never ask a tall person if they play basketball. Yes. Because they got asked that pretty much every day, mm-hmm. it seems like. Yeah. Um, I can imagine. Yeah. But overall, you know, it's not as much, it's not as many pounds of learning as the other, as extreme sisters. Because sure. overall, my mind was not blown by like the situations I was seeing play out, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That seems fair. Yeah. Um, I think I'll go with, I'm going to go with 250 on this. I'm going to go with 250 pounds of learning because I appreciated that, um, for me being a tall girl, um, it was nice to see the perspective of people that women that are actually tall, tall girls. And, um, the other thing I learned, so I learned that how much harder they had it when I thought I had it you know, kind of tricky as being always the tallest one. I was like, look at the challenges they face. I never had issues with clothes or shoes or anything like that. And the second, I mean, I learned two things. I learned that and I learned that Lindsay should never be on TV. So I think that equates to 250 pounds of learning. I agree. Yeah. Great assessment. Now that means we, our time, it's our time for two new shows. So we have our Wheel of Shame. And what we do in our Wheel of Shame is we have all of the shows of TLC that we are covering. Um, and we're going to spin it now and randomly select two. I have removed the ones that we have already seen. So you ready, Kate? So ready. Spin right, that go. wheel. Spin that wheel. Spin the Wheel of Shame. Spin the Wheel of Shame. Okay, and our first one is... Bam. Save my skin. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's going to be our first one. Save my skin. Got it. Could be some real learning potential with that. Skincare. Uh, We'll see. Oh, that's true. That's true. But you know that, well, we will get to what we'll see. We'll see. Let's not make any harsh judgments here. (laughs) All right. We're ready for another one. Okay. Don't make it a wedding one. Don't make it a wedding one. Oh, oh, oh. My little life. Okay. Okay, great. All right. So we've got my little life and save my skin. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. That's, I haven't watched either of them. Have you? No, I've never seen either of those shows. So okay. if you if you want to kind of know the players that we're talking about next week, just go. You don't have to watch all those all the episodes. Just go online. There's tons of clips. I recommend just binging some clips of yeah. both of the shows, and then you'll kind of have a, the gist of what we're talking about. 
That sounds good. And before we go, we need to do a little bit of plug, plugging for our social media. So we have um, Instagram and TikTok only because we're just really cool like that. Um, So we, both of them have the same handle, which is Tender Loving Care Pod. So please add us, follow us, send us messages. Um, If you want to email us any words of enthusiasm, encouragement, or other it's tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com um any final words kate not really (laughs) (laughs) not really in the words of luann queen queen luann deliceps not Not really really. (laughs) all right we will meet back next week and we will go over my little life and save my skin have a fantastic week thank you guys bye bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.